0: It has been a strange week in the sense of our economy, in the sense of other things that are going around, and we do need to focus that. We don't turn our eyes as if these things aren't happening. They are happening, and no one can predict what the future holds, but we know someone who holds it. (laughs) Seriously. I just want to try and encourage you this morning because, you know, I'm not saying that life is rosy. I'm I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying that for some people, they've suddenly been hit this week with economic problems in the sense of their mortgage and the sense of how they're going to, to make things happen. And I just want you to know that God has promised you And he'll walk through every circumstance in your life. He's not tough. You don't turn him on to any request that you have. But he is willing when when you pray to him to act according to his good will. really want to get that through this morning. Because we can ask for God for things that may not be God's will but the one thing that he assures you of, that it is his will, <coughs> that he's committed to you. And all things in life and that he is trustworthy. And whatever you face, you never face it alone. You have a saviour. You have a saviour. A man had been driving all night and by morning was still far away from his destination. And he decided to stop the next city he came to. He found a park bench where somewhere was quiet and he could get an hour or two sleep. but that didn't work, so he got back into his car and uh, he finally fell off to sleep. But well, what he didn't realise, he parked himself in a park and where joggers used to go. Uh, and so no sooner had he got himself nicely snoozed off when someone came knocking on his window. He looked out and saw the jogger, and the jogger said to him, "'Excuse me, sir, do you have the time?' The man looked at his car clock and said, "'Yes, it's 8.15.' The jogger said, "'Thank you,' and left." So he rolled back off to sleep, and you know what I'm gonna say. The next jogger came along, knocked at the window, and "'Excuse me, sir, what time is it?' He said, "'It's 8.25.' And then he gets back off to sleep and the Jonah mm-hmm. left. Now the man could see other the was passing by, and he knew it was a matter of time before this um, people would be knocking on his door, asking, can you tell me what time? So he wrote on a, a pen and paper and put a sign in his window saying, I do not know the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just got off to sleep and someone tapped at the window and said, Sir, it's quarter to ten. <laughs> How many of us would like to be able, though, to take control of time? I tell you what, you. It's a shyer. So, how many though would like to take the side of time? I would like to be able to control my time. There's a great book out called Managing Your Time, and I read a Jury. Make no difference. I just can be in three places at once. I really should be omnipresent. I really should be, because I, I did have a secretary for a while uh, and then I lost her, uh, not that she went, went away, I mean I lost her in the fact that she enjoyed, but I am useless in administration. And I just can't control time. And yet the Bible says, regarding time should be very, very important. Solomon said, to everything there is a time, a season, to everything. And if only I could manage time. You know, many times we overlook the importance of timing. Do we know that God's timing is very much different to our timing? Mm-hmm. And th- that is the big issue, isn't it? I say to God, I wanted. now. I don't want to wait. I'm used to instant coffee. Uh, the microwave is a wonderful invention. Press it for a minute and press the button. And you can have a huge lunch and, and you know, because it's all pre packed for us. Uh, The only thing that's left, I think, is our bread should come buttered. And then that would just about do everything for us, wouldn't it? Just open up the loaf and it's got the low pack butter in, and anything would be great. It would give me so much time. They said that by 2050, people working would only be working 20 hours a day, and that how are we going to measure the length of time for leisure? I haven't found that true, by the way, I haven't found that. And don't young man think that by 2050 you will be only working 20 hours a day. Trust me, you won't. <laughs> because even if you did, your wife will give you stuff to do. So that's yes. <laughs> yeah, that will never... Yeah. But do you know something? God has placed us in a time for such as this. I believe that everyone in this room today is not here by coincidence. I believe we have been placed in a time of economic crisis, or whatever that's going on, I believe that we are here for such a time as this to tell the good news to people that we have a God who is in control of life. Amen. And I was able to go into school the, the other week and be able to proclaim these news. But listen, I believe you are here in this church. And next week we are going to take Jeff and Jamie... And we're going to give them the right hand of fellowship. We're not going to stop them. We're actually going to shake their hands because they've decided that this church is for them. And we're going to welcome them into partnership. And I sent an email out regarding that. The people that to come into partnership, not membership, it's partnership. They say they identify themselves with this church for such a time as this. Because I believe God wants to do something. Even when I leave, I believe the next person I'm coming in will want to work and bring the kingdom of God. Well, I know he does. And I'm meeting him on Wednesday. And I'm asking you to pray for Wednesday as I go and spend the day with him. uh, And... Look at certain things that are going to happen, ready for the transition that's going to take place. So please pray for that day on Wednesday as I meet this minister, and hopefully we're able to spend some quality time. Oh, that's a big quality time together. Because do you know it's important that the transition for this church goes through smoothly? No, it's important. It's important that everything works out according to God's grace. And you know, David was just a young boy. When he defeated a giant, he was there for such a time as this. A whole nation was shaking in their boots, and a little boy decided that he was going to go out with one stone in his fingers. that's all he needed, because he was here for such a time as that. And Joseph, at the age of 12, was, was giving dreams out to his family. And what about Jesus? A 12-year-old Jesus was telling people in the temple of God the things that they needed to knew. Edward Everett Hale puts it this way. Can I really ask you to examine what he says? He says, I'm the only one, but still I'm one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do the something that I can do. You maybe say you're only one this morning, but I want to tell you there is something you can do because you're here for such a time as this. And I'm really concerned that the next few weeks, which go ahead, there's going to be a major transition. But I want to preach this morning. I want to, to talk to you this morning. That listen, if we all decide that we are going to help and assist and to develop the church further on than where it is now, and we all decide that we are here for such a time as this, this transition is going to be so much smoother. Because we're going to have to sit down and say, on Wednesday, what are the things we need to do to extend the kingdom of God? Because we have been speaking for the last few months on that very verse, haven't we? Go you into all the world and make disciples. It's time that we now discover what we want to do. Are we going to bring mercy, uh, mercy, Are we bringing a message church, Bro, Are we having touching toddlers again? What are we going to do? Because Christmas is almost on us. I know it's more political, but it's almost on us. Have we got a Christmas program? I've got phone calls from people saying, are you going to return to the things that we do? And I told them, I don't know. Because it will only work when every one of us decide... That we're going to input into the life of this church. This young man who's coming ain't going to be able to do everything himself. And he should not think that he should. But I believe that every one of you in this church has got talent. And I believe every one of you have got giftings. History is full of the counts of single individuals who have made a difference. The church, by Augustine, Tyndall, Luther, Calvin, Wesley, Spurgeon, <coughs> Moody, and Billy Graham to name only a few. And I sent you Euclid of, of Billy Graham meeting the Queen. The impact Billy Graham, one man had on the Queen. But look at how that woman made such an impact in the world. But come on, think about it. She just didn't make an impact on Great Britain. She made an impact throughout the whole world. Her legacy will go on. And I want to tell you, she wasn't a giant of a lady in height. But she was a giant of a lady with her faith. She knew in whom she believed. And she, now imagined the Queen went through family problems, family tragedies, had the whole government wait. But she knew that in all circumstances of life, there was someone she could depend upon. <coughs> Take a look at from another angle. What can one vote do? Well, in 1654, Oliver Cromwell got in charge of England by one vote. You probably don't know what Oliver Cromwell is, my love. You probably doesn't. Uh, uh, not worth reading about. Sorry. In 1649, Charles I was executed by. Fancy being executed by law, I would have had a recount. In 1776, one vote gave America the English language instead of German. How blessed they must be today. One vote. In 1845, one vote brought Texas into the Union. In 1923, sadly, one vote gave Adolf Hitler control of the Nazis. Don't sit here this morning thinking, I can't do anything. You can. You can change the course of history in here. Because you're all so valuable. And that's why I believe partnership is important. Not because we want you to vote (coughs) in November. Yes, those of you in partnership will vote in November, should your new minister decide to put things in place. But that's not what it's about, is it? It's not about having that vote, but who knows? One vote may change everything. But it's about saying, my time is here now for me to make a contribution into the kingdom of God. Seriously. Because we have to make disciples. We have to go out there and make disciples. When I read God's word, I find many stories about Great individual people from Genesis to Revelation who made a difference. And I believe that we can make a difference. And I believe our time is now. We can pray for a sick one, we can get around someone and send someone a card. There are little things that we can do which can make such an impact on our own little community. One little boy gave his lunch up and fed 5,000 people. That might have been small to that young boy, but why? Well, that was significant, wasn't it? Significant. And you might think, well, I'm just small. But you are significant. And I'll tell you why you are significant. Because you are a follower of Jesus. You are heir to the King of kings and Lord of lords. You are significant. You are significant. In Christ, you are You have a future like no other person has a future. You have a God who loves you. You have a God who will sustain you. You will have a God who will strengthen you. You are special. God says you're the apple of his eye. No one should feel inferior. We are God's. We are God's. Let's take a look at a young lady who faced a dilemma. The Hook of Esther tells the story of one beautiful woman. She was beautiful both inside and outside. Her uncle brought her up because she lost her parents. His name was Mordecai, and she was a little girl called Esther. She was a gorgeous young Jewish woman, but she found herself with a huge problem. There was a man called Haman, and Amon walked down the street, and he expected everybody to bow down to him. And this man, K.I. just wouldn't do it. And so, he decided he was going to execute. <coughs> he was going to execute every single Jew. Every single Jew. And so he got the king to write the letter. And he sent him right throughout the prophecy, saying, on a certain day, you have every right to execute Jews. What the king didn't know was the woman that he had married was Jew. And this young woman found herself in a terrifying position. I'm only one. I'm only one. I dare not even go in front of the king unless the king says, come. I dare not just walk into the king, he he could just take my head off. How can I make a difference? And so she started giving all the excuses of of why she couldn't make a difference. Esther says, if I go into the king, I could die. Mordecai's response was, listen, probably going to die anyway because if this it goes up. We're all in the same boat. If you're silent you may miss the opportunity Esther of at least trying to do something. Moses stood in the burning bush and God asked him five times to go and Moses gave five excuses of why he couldn't do it. Send Simon, he's bigger than me. Oh, send Simon, he's more good at the old God. So, I I can't do this, God. I can't do this, God. I can't do this. But don't send me, God. And five times Moses made excuses up to ground. And yet God knew that Moses was capable, with his help, of taking two million Jews out of Egypt into a promised land. (laughs) And I want to tell you, you don't know what God can do if you allow him, because I believe the same God is amazingly able to do exponential things with us this morning. All he wants is just our availability. Esther was saying, that I'm one lady. And don't forget, women were very much insignificant in those days. She was saying, I just don't believe I can do it. And Esther says, if you force me to do this, what should I do? He said, go into the king, take a risk, take an opportunity, walk in front of him, and just plead the case. Nobody else but you can do this. Don't make excuses Esther. Esther says, well, okay. I'm going to do it on two conditions, one that you pray, and two that you fast. And if you aren't sure what God wants you to do, pray, do what Esther did, pray. Say, God, how can you use me in this church? How many of you get a welcome by Linda as you come through the door? How many of you can remember, I can't remember his name, oh, what was his name? You don't know who I'm talking about, do you? Well, Will. Who said that? Will. Well done. How many of you can remember little Will? Yes. I used
1: to pick
0: him up. Oh, yeah. How many of you can remember him? You walked through that door the first day I started this church 15 years ago. Uh, He made me feel so, so welcome. He was in his eighties then and the smile on his face was just encapsulated. He told me his story. I he started Sunday Skills on. Many may do not know him, but heaven will declare one day what he did. I'm only one, he said. But I started a Sunday Skills off here in the London Church. Only one. Pray to God. There's a network course. We've got to now decide seriously for the sake of what is coming to happen to us. This young man will not have a clue of your new minister and what is done. I mean, hopefully, I will be able to satisfy some questions on Wednesday. But can I tell you, the success will depend when we all together decide we're going to support it will be different. It will have to be different. But I'm asking you, don't sit there, because there is something that you can do. And that's just none support. See, a man from Texas was driving a Volkswagen Beetle. He pulls up next to a guy in a Rolls Royce within a Nevada place. And the windows was open and he yells to the guy in the Rolls Royce, hey you, got a telephone in your Rolls Royce? guy in the Rolls Royce says, yes of course I do. I've got one too, says the guy in the Beetle. Yes, I've got a nice fancy one, I've also got a fax machine in my car too, said the Texan. Well, so do I, said. I do. I've got one, said. The lights were just about to turn green and the Volkswagen says, ah, but do you have a double bend of your back, uh, car? And drove off. Guy in the Rolls Royce says, no, I don't, I
1: don't.
0: So he drives straight into the BFS and he says, put a bed in my Rolls, uh, voice, please. And then he goes around hunting for this bloke in, in the car. And he's driving along the road, he says, where's this guy? And suddenly he sees him, and so he pulls up, and he winds his window down, and he's looking for the guy, and the guy's pulled up, and it's so foggy, you can't see inside the bloke's car. And he knocks on the guy's door, and he says, "Hey, do you remember me? Do you remember me? I've got no I've got a big double Rolls Royce." Uh, and he says, "I've got a huge king sized bed." He said, "In my car. What do you think of that?" And the guy rolls his windows down and steaming up. He said, "You got me out of the shower to tell me that." <laughs> <laughs> there are things that we can do. Esther decides that she's going to take a risk. And I want to tell you, for some of you, who are up, stepping out and doing something at our sure church might mean you take a risk. I oh, bless Mandy and people i like got who, Christine's been away, but they've gone into that syndicium. Do you know what I'm saying? Some people have stepped outside of comfort zone. some people, I just I get excited when I hear what people have been doing in our church. i am been trying excited this morning that I believe every one of you can do something for Jesus. I do. I believe in it. Every one of you. This lovely family that's sitting there about we baptized, his son last week. For real, that was a fabulous moment. I believe they'd be brought into the church for such a time as this. You might be wrong, but I believe you've been brought into the church for such a time as this. Because I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in coincidences. I believe, Jeff and you've been brought into the church for such a time as this. And it would be a pleasure next week to welcome you into the fellowship. The Bible says in Romans 12, don't live any longer the way the world is. Let your way of thinking be completely changed. In other words, don't accept things the way they are. Your time is now. Finally, 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 don't say no to God. God wants to use you. Don't say no to God. God wants to use you. I texted someone last week and said... Man, I said, we're running short of water. We've got no water. He quickly takes back and says, well, start looking. I put loads behind the desk. Uh, but listen, I'm now so dependent upon them for water. But it's a little gift that he gives us to the church. It's small, but it's significant. And I'm just trying to encourage you this morning. Not trying to preach this morning or anything wonderful except to say this as I leave the platform. Two weeks time... It is the end. I'm oh, sorry, three weeks. Next week we've got a partnership. We may have on the 16th a... Um... Tell me, Kevin. I remember. Can't remember service. I can't remember service on the 16th. <laughs> um... Where do you Thank you, thank you. So we may be doing Harvest Festival on the 16th, and then the 23rd. I hope you're all going to come out. It's a great way for you to say goodbye, Pastor. This is your opportunity on the 23rd. Come on on the 23rd. You can't throw tomatoes. All right, but it's a great opportunity to say goodbye. And I hope you come. It'll be an emotional day for me. But I hope you come, and uh, I hope you you say goodbye to whatever. In the sense that my ministry is over. But listen. My life isn't over. God will give me something for such a time as this. I'm just moving on to something new. Mm. Mm. Okay. I'm going to plague my wife. (laughs) She doesn't know she's in there. She would probably write to the leadership, please, I'll give you money if you send (laughs) me Mordecai says this as I end. God will work out his words. We don't know whether you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And Esther did what her uncle Mordecai told her to do. She went into the king and the king said come here. Do you know why the king said come here? Because she had God's favour. But she had to take a risk, and she couldn't make excuses. And thirdly, she didn't say no. early those three things were true. In all seriousness, she stopped giving excuses why she couldn't do
1: something.
0: Second of all, she took that step of faith. And third, God blessed her. God blessed her and the king said what do you want she says basically you've done an order where we're all going to die there's a gallows being built there for my uncle and the king was able to put another decree out which said on that day which I said every Jew could be killed I'm also writing on that day every Jew can defend themselves and turn the situation around one woman Saved a whole nation from being executed. But you can no longer make excuses. Try to tell you a second thing. And third God lesson. Moses, you can't do this. Stop making excuses. <coughs> and Moses went into Egypt and brought two million people out of the promised land. And his legacy is there for us all to see. I seriously see belief that we can make a decision in mind that says, listen, whatever the transition is going to be, I can make a difference in this church. I can. I will. I will. Because my time is now. We're going to sing a song. Now is the time to worship, not tomorrow, now. Now is the time. Now is the time for you to make a You have been brought into this church for such a time as this. Don't let go by. Let's sit together, if I do come back, if I do come back in December with a new role, we need to pray on Wednesday because I am certainly be seeking we're going to put some clarifications some guidelines down that needs to be done we need to be praying for us that God really works in this and if everything is favourable hopefully we'll be able to come back and tell you some good news next week but if I do come back I want to work in the church I want to put my little bit of penny work in And it'll be completely different than what I'm used to. But listen, if God has called us, let's respond. And let's say to God, I want to extend your kingdom. I want to stand in front of you one day and say those words, well done thou good and faithful servant. You only did what I asked you to do. Don't worry if nobody pats you on the back. I've been here 15 years, I know. Don't worry for anybody saying to you, well, I really want to thank you. Because sometimes you can work for some, say, you know, it would be nice for someone to say thank you. And we can get there discouraged and things. Let's put that behind us. Because one day it's your Savior who's going to say it. Mm. Not seriously. If you do nothing else for the rest of your life and never get any pats on the back, but you have done exactly what God has said, for you to do, rejoice. Amen. Rejoice. Because yes. your saviour one day will stand there and will give you a prize which is everlasting. Amen. I want to hear those good words. You would rather the race, Eddie. I've completed the course in two weeks' time. But there's something else, Eddie, I want you to pick up. Don't make excuses, Eddie. I want you to pick up the next battle. And I want you to run the race for whatever time you've got there. And no one ever praises you. I want you just to say to yourself, "You are doing God's will." Let that be your complete satisfaction. I'm finishing, 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 finishing. What is so? Promise you. The guy was a missionary all his life, and he was on a liner, and the same liner was the president of the United States. And the fuss that was going on in that line was just unbelievable. The president's on board. And when the ship got thousands upon thousands upon thousands, thousands of people were at the top, there was ticket things flying down there with bars. The missionary said to his wife, I've got all my life, all my life here in Africa. No one's ever got it here no ticket table's ever gone down, no banner saying come home, no one's not even on the dock to beat, this is it. And we've circled all our lives. And yet this man comes home and just look. And suddenly he is God speaking to him. But you're not home yet.
1: <laughs>
0: you're not home yet. There will be ticket. There will be madness. There will be rejoicing. When you get there, you're not home. So let's make a decision. We're going to follow Jesus. I am significant. You are significant. Let's get on with the job ahead. And let's say in five years' time, we are sitting in this church. No, we're not. It's too small for us. God's kingdom has been extended. We've moved on to bigger things. More people have come to know Jesus. More baptisms have been done. More of the power of God in our worship service. Do we want that? More of God every week. It's possible if you're willing to contribute to the kingdom of God. God bless
1: you.